Hi, this is Jim. And this is Bax. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. All right, I'm just going to give this a second, wait for people to show up here. Uh, I do not have a lot tonight. I'm just going to uh... – how do you share this? I never know. I never know how to actually share it. Does anyone know how to, like, actually share this? Do I just – Is it just the link? I feel like there's something more to be able to get to the the actual video right away, but I guess I'll just tweet the link. Uh, Steph will take care of that. She's always good at that stuff. All right, guys. Uh, looks like we have a good number. Looks like we have a good number here. I'm going to get started. So, um, game face. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Well, that's good. Uh, this is Broad Street Hockey Radio's Facebook Live post-game chat. I don't have a ton tonight because, um, you know, there's only there's only so much we can do. So I'm just going to get through the couple of things I was thinking of uh, during the game. I'm going to field some of your questions, and we'll just see how long we go. Uh, you guys know the format by now. Um, let's, uh, let's just get started. I guess we'll start with the... Um, the secondary scoring that has been the that has been the biggest issue for this team uh lately i mean you know you get uh you get the Voracek goal just uh you know two and a half minutes in to get things started and it's from Couturier and Giroux. uh you know no big uh no big surprise there those are the three those are the three that really basically contribute on uh, on pretty much every goal that this team scores. And then just a couple of minutes later, Couturier gets his 11th on the uh, on the power play, and it's from Simmons and Voracek. Uh, Voracek took the cross-ice pass from Giroux. Uh, he, found, he found Simmons on the back door. Uh, Couturier put Simmons' rebound in, and that was, that was all the Flyers scoring. Just five minutes and 15 seconds into the game, uh, they were done until the shootout. It's um, it's just really disheartening to see no one else able to step up at this point. I know we say um, Konechny's everywhere and he's just going to start scoring, but get it done, man. Uh, he's passing too much. He's missing the net too much. He's just not strong enough on the puck. Uh, he just needs to be better. That's all we can say at this point. They are giving away great goaltending performances. They are giving away games that they should win. Uh, and it's just, it's, it's, it's a problem at this point. I, I, I stuck up for them. I keep saying, I think they're going to be better. I think this, I think that, but at the end of the day, they're not winning. And it's because other guys outside of Couturier, Giroux and Voracek aren't doing their part uh the team defense the defensemen uh are doing pretty well uh the goalie is doing well the defense really stepped up uh without radco tonight but they you know too much puck watching late uh you know what they tie it up with like 48 seconds left how much time was left on the on the shifley goal yeah 49 seconds left uh, you know, in the third period, you cling to a one-goal game. Everyone's watching the puck. Puck's down low. Every head is turned that way. Not, uh, not enough – just not enough focus. Not enough focusing on your job. Everyone just – and it's – it's it seems to be, like, showing that, like, it's, it demonstrates the bigger problem. Everyone's standing around and looking, waiting for someone else to make the play. No one actually doing it, and that's uh, – and they tie it up. They get through overtime. Flyers miss the net. It felt like a hundred times in overtime. Uh, and then comes down to the shootout. You know, you lose the skills competition. It's the way it goes. Uh, you'd like to be able to. You'd like to see Giroux be able to get a goal there. Um, you know, he's the guy. Uh, odd, odd, not to see him go second. Um, looked like Voracek broke out a new move. He usually uh, usually comes in and uh, either you know. 
has that little shovel shot that he goes five hole or he fakes that and goes uh, and goes wide but he came around on the backhand on the backhand short side that was a that was a nice little nice new wrinkle for Voracek like that um Jordan Wheels unstoppable uh on the shootout I wish he could get it going you know the rest of the time uh he's what now four for five in his career in the shootout but um he needs to be so much stronger on the puck he has opportunities to make plays throughout the game Jordan Wheel does and uh he's just too easy to knock off the puck right now uh just multiple plays one on a on a delayed penalty where he could have just drawn the puck back and maybe you know shelf the puck done something gotten a chance and it just got knocked away from him there like two or three times throughout the game where uh he just wasn't was too easy to knock off the puck. Uh, Wayne Simmons, we all love Wayne Simmons. Wayne Simmons is, at this point, you know, one of my favorite flyers of all time, if not my favorite. It's probably, I can't even, it's an interesting list, my favorite flyers of all time. But uh, easily top three, top five guy, he's not getting it done right now. That's 11 straight games without a goal. Um, He made the play to, uh, he made the, uh, he set up the uh, the Couturier goal by getting the puck on net on the uh, on the backdoor feed from Voracek, and uh, Couturier put the rebound home. But he's got to convert. He just he's a guy who's counted on to score goals. Wayne Simmons' job on this team is to score goals, and he's not doing it right now. That's eleven in a row without a goal, and I'm tired of making excuses for the guy. If you're hurt, don't play. If you can't get your job done, you're not helping the team. By just being out there, uh, that's 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 just that's just how I see it. I, I've been making excuses for this team. You know, they play well some nights. They they're close. They keep games tight. The the goalie plays outstanding. I give guys credit for you know playing when they maybe shouldn't, uh, playing through adversity like they did tonight uh, with the Radco the Radco penalty. Uh, how soon into the game? Uh, I can't even find the penalty summary now. What did what did Radko even end up playing tonight? Um, two and a half minutes of ice time, and yeah, so he got two minutes of even strength time. He had a thirty-two second shorthanded shift, so he's out of the game early. And um, you know, you're playing with five defensemen. Credit to the guys who stepped up, but uh, at the end of the game, couldn't couldn't close out. Uh, I'm just. I'm waiting to see adjustments. I'm waiting to see improvements. I'm waiting to see other guys break out. But, you know, it's it's the top line. It's those three guys who end the scoring slump. It's basically those three guys uh, who get the power play goal to make it 2 nothing. And then there's nothing else. Just passing when you should shoot, missing missing open opportunities, not being able to corral rebounds. It's just everything right now. They are just not able to get anything going. Um, beyond their beyond their top line. I do have to give credit to Brian Elliott while uh he wasn't exactly stellar in the uh in the shootout. He did stop 31-33 in uh almost 65 6452. I guess okay, he came out in the uh a delayed penalty or something. Um yeah, he you know He's getting the job done right now. They should be winning given the goaltending they're getting for a team that was so starved for just competent goaltending. Now, we talked all last year in Broad Street Hockey Radio. I said on this post game on Tuesday, last season, if they just get competent goaltending for as many holes as there were, if their goaltending is just competent for three quarters of the season last year, this is a playoff team. And now they are getting competent goaltending and they can't buy a goal. It's just nothing. The offense has just completely dried up for, I mean, when was, uh, Ghost isn't doing anything. Provorov was on a nice scoring uh, run for a little bit. He's really not getting anything going. Uh, you know, where's where's this offensive prowess from Travis Sanheim? I know it's not fair to expect major contributions out of, uh, out of a guy who's got, you know, how many games has Sanheim even played at this point? Uh, let's give that a look. Um, you know, 15, 16 games, but you know, first round pick, they're dependent on you. Uh, we need some offense here. These are the guys that are supposed to be getting it done. And outside of the top line, there just isn't anything. 
Um, I'm going to take some of your comments now. Like I said, I didn't have a ton prepared tonight. Just watching this game, it was just um, – I'll talk about the goodest thing. Um, definitely a penalty. Uh, don't like the way the referees went about it. Of course, you go, oh, well, they got it right. So I don't know if a game misconduct was right. Uh, I saw I saw Perot. Uh, interfering. I saw him throwing cross checks. I saw him wrap up Gudis around the head. And then I saw him lose his balance and fall down. And in doing so, he knocked Gudis off balance. Gudis uh, retained his balance by swinging, uh, not swinging, by bringing his stick around, which tripped up Perot further. And then he put his stick down to gain his balance, which chopped him in the head. Uh, was it completely intentional? I don't believe so. Um, when he saw his head there, did he slow up? No, he didn't. Uh, it's definitely a penalty, maybe even a major. I don't know about a game misconduct. Uh, my major issue with the way the referees went about doing it is that, okay, yeah, maybe they got it right. If you're going to use the, uh, you know, the video board to make your calls, that means, one, what are you doing? What are the officials on the ice even doing? What, what's the point? Might as well just have somebody phone down and say, hey, this is what's up. Um, and also – you know, the home team, if they know they can influence the officials, are going to do that. Uh, they will never show, you know, an unflattering replay of, uh, of something the referees got wrong. And now you're just, you have 50, you have, you know, you're, you only have the referees calling 50% of the game. I just, I, I think it just, you're asking for more problems uh, by doing it that way, by after the fact, changing the call, kicking a guy out for something that uh, I thought, you know, Perot put himself in kind of that position for that to happen. I know we don't like to blame the victim in these circumstances, but he's totally fine. And I think he kind of just made the whole thing happen himself. Like it all happened because of his actions. So, uh, I, sure, penalty, whatever. You want to give him a major, fine. Misconduct, I guess, if you're really, you know, looking to make an example out of him. And it's Radko Gudis, and guys earn their reputations. As I have no problem saying Radko Gudis does dumb shit. He does dumb shit all the time. I just didn't um, – I didn't see the uh, – I didn't really see a ton of intent. I just – I hate saying if you've ever skated or if you've ever played – but I can just really see how that could happen unintentionally having skated or played before. And I like, I, you know, like I said, I, I played in high school guys. I, I, not like I played at any major level here, played with like a couple of kids who actually made anything of themselves. And by anything, I mean played after high school. But um, I just feel like if you put yourself in that situation, you can see how it could happen unintentionally. But again, it doesn't matter if it was intentional or not. It happened, and it's a stick to the head. Sure, you want to give him a penalty. You want to give him a major fine. I thought a misconduct was a little much, and I thought uh, I thought the way the referees came to that conclusion was a bit problematic. But uh, that's not the story of the game. story of the game tonight was there's no secondary scoring. There's just nobody else getting the job done right now. It's just uh, – it, it's three guys. It's it's – it's Couturier centering Giroux and Voracek, and there's three other lines along, along for a ride right now. Uh, the fourth line, you know, the Honeybees, I'll, I'll, I'll even call them the Honeybees because they do their thing. Uh, you know, I thought uh, they had some really good shifts, especially at the end of the game, uh, getting keeping the puck deep. But at a certain point, you know, you have to put the puck in the net too. It, it, the point of the game is to put the puck in the net. And when Michael Roffel has no points, uh, I don't care how many other little things he's doing, and I recognize he does a lot of little things well, and I like Michael Roffel. I want him on this team. I think he can play a role. But he has to do something too. Like, he has to get a goal or an assist. Like, one point. He needs one. Uh, but, you know, that's the story of the game tonight, and it's been the story of the game um, for, like a, for like two weeks now. They're not, they're not able to get any secondary scoring. Um, this might be a little faster episode than we're used to. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take some of your, uh, some of your questions and comments here. Uh, let's see. Let's start with you, Mike. Time to blow everything up. Get young, tank it all, and trust the process on ice. Tanking doesn't work. Tanking doesn't work in hockey. It's not basketball. 
one guy doesn't change your fortunes. Um, they're getting younger. This is a transition season. They signed up for a uh, they signed up for a slow rebuild, which they're doing. Um, yeah, what do you blow up? Claude Giroux is the captain and has a no movement clause. You can't move him. Jake Voracek makes eight something a season, eight point two five or something like that. You can't move him. Outside of them, who has value? Sean Couturier is what? Is he even twenty five yet? I think he's still twenty four. Is he even 25 yet? Uh, I believe he turns 25 in a couple of weeks. I believe he's a December birthday. Let's see, Sean Couturier. 24, yeah, December 7th, uh, he turns 25. So you, you, you get, can't get rid of him. Who else has any value? I mean, like, Luis Filpola, Laterra, these guys aren't going to be here long-term regardless. You can't move Andrew McDonald, or you would have already, and he's hurt now. There's no blowing it up. It's just kind of a slow wait and see uh, with the prospects. Prospects look good. Uh, I just you know, want them to be better at this point. Uh, Sanheim is looking to get up in the play. It will get there. He is. No, he's um, – I liked his confidence tonight. Uh, they had a good uh, they had a good offensive rotation going. It almost looked like a power play in a couple of shifts with him uh, activating as an extra forward, making some things happen down low, get sec- getting second opportunities, uh, cycling, uh, having good movement, um, not just puck movement, but guys away from the puck having good movement. Sanheim, you know, switching down low, guys coming up to uh, guys coming up to cover him. Uh, he's definitely coming along. I'm not uh, I'm not criticizing Sanheim. Just saying, got to put one in eventually. That's you're being counted on now. Get one. Uh, Patrick did pretty well for his first game back, despite the loss. I thought he looked really good early. I kind of liked the. Um, Kind of liked him centering Weiss and Simmons, especially against a bigger team. You have three guys who uh, you have three guys with some size. You have three guys who can play well down low. Uh, three guys who complement each other a little bit. Uh, Weiss is a decent enough uh, neutral zone player. He's a decent enough four checker. He's just not good with the puck in any sort of really any way whatsoever. He's bad with the puck. But you have Patrick, who's a good distributor. He's good along the boards, wins battles down low, knows how to knows how to get the puck to the net, uh, four scores. And you have Wayne Simmons, who's a, you know, a net crash board battle kind of guy. So you have three guys who all have a little bit of size, all kind of complement each other. I thought that was a good, useful line, uh, especially early. I'm not looking for, you know, I'm not expecting Nolan Patrick's, uh, not expecting his... Um, what, what am I trying to say? Like his cardio or his conditioning uh, to be up to par yet. He did miss quite a bit of time, and that reflected in his ice time tonight. He played under eight minutes, only saw 26 seconds of power play time. So um, basically, yeah, he and Weiss, Weiss played 8.23, no special teams time. Where are you, Simmons? Simmons played 17.43 uh, for those minutes on the power play, though. So, um, you know, uh Patrick and uh, Patrick and Weiss were kind of um, low on the uh, kind of low on the ice time distribution, which is to be expected. Weiss is just the what I guess at this point Dave Axtell considers the best of a bad group with Laterra and Reed, and Patrick's coming back from uh, having quite a bit of time off, so that's uh, that's just the way it's going to be. But it wasn't too bad. Um, Sanheim's turnover that led the Winnipeg's first goal was rough, especially because I thought Sanheim a great game outside of that mistake. Yeah, there are going to be turnovers. You don't want to see it, and it's hard because it's a guy we like. It's a guy we want to see. It's a guy we don't want to put some blame on. Uh, but especially a guy who's going to have the puck on his stick a lot. That's um, We always said with the, uh, the way Montreal treated P.K. Subban, like, oh, he turns the puck over. Yes, anybody who has the puck on their stick a lot is going to turn it over. That's the way it works. It's like Sanheim, the more he has the puck on his stick, you're just hoping he makes more positive plays and then the negative plays don't end up in the back of the net because that's when they're glaring. I mean, Gostas Bear turns the puck over a lot. And last year, those those mistakes, you know, ended up in the back of the net. Everyone's going, oh, Ghost sucks this year. What happened? He just had a little bit of bad luck. He's going to turn it over. But he's also going to make a ton of great plays. Gostas Bear hasn't been great since he came back. I will allow that uh, he's fighting the puck a little bit. He just hasn't looked nearly as dynamic since he came back. Uh, I expect him to round in the form because Gostas Bear is really good. But a little concerning that he hasn't looked especially great uh, lately. Um, 
if we clone Pro-V five times and GJ can simmer three times each, then all of our problems are solved. Yeah, maybe. Uh, does the league have an anti-Gudis bias? I, I hate to call it bias because he's earned it. He does dumb shit all the time, and referees take that into account. We saw it with Ronaldo. We saw it with guys like Steve Downey. Even when something, uh, border, if something borderline happened, and tonight, again, whether it was intentional or not, it's a penalty. It's not borderline when you hit a guy in the head with your stick like that. Even though I think there are extenuating circumstances. He deserves something. I don't know if a misconduct was in hand, but I can't call it anti-Gudis bias when he's earned his reputation through a series of stupid, dirty plays. Um, but, you know, sometimes you need guys to do dirty shit. Look at Bufflin. Bufflin's out there throwing elbows, headhunting nonstop, interference all the time. And you know what? Guys are afraid to go in corners with him. Sometimes you need a little bit of that. I wish he was as good as a... Due to suspension coming? Yeah, more than likely. I would guess. I would guess he's getting suspended. He'll be suspended just because it's Gudis. Well, and when a guy, it looks bad. It The optics of it are really bad. And the thing I think he has going for him is there wasn't an injury on the play. That's, I think, the one thing that could keep him from any supplemental discipline. And he basically missed the entire game. He played 233 of the uh, of the game. So that basically was ejecting him from the game, I think, maybe doesn't deserve. Maybe they'll look at that and go, okay, he missed one game. But he is a repeat offender. He has, he has, a, he has a history. So he could still very well be suspended. And if I had to put money on it, I would guess he will be. Refs find any way to screw the Flyers over. Penguins or any other team can do it, and it's totally acceptable. Uh, you know, Charlie dug up a nice stat a couple of weeks ago uh, when we were talking about the number of shorthanded goals the Flyers have surrendered. I just wanted to know, like, they seem to give up so many. And they do give up quite a few. Uh, but Charlie unearthed the fact that since, like, um, I believe since 2011, the Flyers have about 111 more power play minutes than the next closest team. So if there was some sort of anti-Flyers conspiracy, um, I doubt that they would be getting more power play time than anyone else in the league. That's just, you know, lots of penalties. They draw a ton of penalties. Lots of penalties are called on the opposition. Um, Can we trade Manning and Gudis, bring up Moran and get a decent player from another team? At some point, you're going to be able to trade Gudis, uh, but no, you can't get anything for Brandon Manning. He's a seventh defenseman. Um, bring up Martell. I'm all for bringing up Donique Martell. I cannot, I cannot tell you enough how bad I want to see Martell or Vecchioni or Lindblom or all three. Uh, trade Philpola for whatever. Send down Laterra, send down Reed, and scratch Weiss. And guess what? You can play at least two of um you can play at least two of Vecchioni, Martel, and uh and Limblom. I have no problem with that whatsoever. I don't get why Haig wasn't on the ice for the tying goal instead of Manning. Manning is a pylon. He does nothing. You know, Evan, that's a great point. I was thinking the same thing. I was just in my head. I didn't see who was on the ice yet. I just saw the Jets coming up the ice, and I was thinking, okay, okay, okay. And then I see Manning, and I was like, no, I want – why? What's – get Haig out there. He's the, – yeah, I, I thought that was a really, really strange decision too. I didn't like that at all. Wish they'd not blow it in the final minutes. We go on the attack and on the attack, pin them in their zone. There would have been no OT shootout. Yeah, they uh, they let up. Um, they just really didn't have a lot uh, after the couple of goals. I thought for sure, you know, those two goals, two early goals, I thought was going to wake this team up. But they just, I don't know. They the offense is in a real funk right now. Lawton and Lear need better than what Raffle can offer at this point. Uh, Raffle's getting a lot of the work done on that line. He. I would say Raffles carrying more of his own than Lear. If I had to say, 
anyone's a rider on that line. It's it's more Lear, but um, all three of them need to just be better themselves. I don't think the uh, I, I don't think the solution to that line scoring is changing them out. I think they just need to be better. I want to see Vecchioni. Me too. Uh, he should be here. There's absolutely no reason Dale Weiss is here, Yuri Leterre is here, Matt Reed is here, and he's not. Uh, if they don't win the lottery and get Nolan Patrick, he's on this team. This is an offense-starved team. You have a guy who's close to a point a game in the AHL right now. I, I, I don't get it. I don't get why he isn't up here. Seriously, sitting Laterra over Weiss is nuts. Ah, I, I don't see a difference, honestly. Um, I don't think either of them are very good. I don't, I don't see a difference. And they like Laterra at center. They don't really like him at wing all that much. Dale Weiss is a natural winger. Nolan Patrick came back. They need a winger, not a center. So they go with they go with Weiss. I don't see that much of a difference, but that's their thinking, and uh, it doesn't really matter to me. Neither of them. Uh, neither of them are bringing you. Neither of them are doing anything for you. I. I wish none of them were here. When was the last time we had a goal scored by anyone outside of the Giroux line? You know that's a great question. Let's go back. Um, let's check their schedule. Let us look at that. Uh, I would guess. I would guess Saturday. The. Um, All right, this one, they were shut out two in a row, so not this one. They had three against Chicago. Uh, who got these goals? Giroux, Voracek, and Couturier, so no. Not the Chicago game. That was, today is November 16th. Uh-huh. That was November 9th. Let's check November 4th against Colorado. They had four goals. Who scored them? Philpola scored the first one, uh, then Giroux, Voracek, and then Weiss had the game tire. So, yeah, all the way back to last, uh, what was this, eight days ago? So it was, what, one, two, three, almost five games ago, I guess, that the last time they had a goal outside of the top line. Of course, they got shut out a couple of times, but they're just not producing um, – So, Bill, what positives do you take from this loss? Uh, the goalie continues to look good. They continue to um, they continue to play well defensively, uh, especially at five on five. Big upgrade from last year, um, but they're not generating nearly enough offense, and that's the story. They got in the blue tonight. Less just taking shots from the point. Still disappointing. What do we need? You need your players who are supposed to who are supposed to generate offense to step up. Travis Konechny is supposed to generate offense. Wayne Simmons is supposed to generate offense. Jordan Wheel is supposed to generate offense. Nolan Patrick is supposed to generate offense. You need those guys to do their job. There's no magic fix to this. It's just the guys who have a role need to play it. Voracek needs some shooting practice. All right. Wait, you don't rush kids back with head injuries. I'm shocked by this. Uh, you know what I can't get over? Raffle gets dropped by Buff off puck hit. Philpola glides in and doesn't stick up for teammate. Not saying fight. Buff, but get in his face. Uh, yeah, but you also can't take a penalty. They weren't going to call it. Um, you know, if the arm goes up and you're thinking worst case scenario gets evened up, maybe, but you're in a tight game and you don't want to take a penalty. It's just not the league anymore. It's just not the way, uh, just not the way the league goes anymore. Address the TK issue. I thought I did. He's, he's passing too much. When he shoots, he misses the net. I, there's something, 
either mentally or physically the matter with him. I was talking to somebody on Twitter, and I remember when Pronger injured his wrist and he came back and he said he could play, but he couldn't shoot, and he was so tentative to shoot. He would sometimes wind up and fake a shot and then you know take a pass, or he would just you know pull back and then kind of take a weak wrister. But um, there's something going on with connecting. I don't know, or may it could just be in his head. Might not be a physical thing at all. But the first thing I, the last couple nights watching connecting, and is just his, he just doesn't seem. He doesn't seem willing to pull the trigger. The thing I, I first thought of was Pronger when he injured his wrist and how he couldn't shoot, how he refused to shoot the puck. Forget semantics. Team is simply not getting it done. Offensively, defensively, neutral zone, transition game is non-existent. They're getting it done everywhere but in the offensive end. That's the issue. They're not generating enough offense. They're giving up no goals. They're giving up one, two goals every game. How do you feel about bringing up Moran, at least to add size? Is he still hurt? Uh, He's back playing this week. Uh, I want to bring up Moran because he's better than Brandon Manning, but they don't seem interested in it. They missed the net like a million times, too. Yeah, no, that's the the entire – they had three or four – uh, three or four missed shots just in the overtime, and it's three on three. You're not shooting around, guys. There's so much space. There's so much space, and you're missing the net by a mile. It's really incredible. Uh, Gudis is going to need a GoFundMe page if he keeps getting suspended. He's making plenty. He's making plenty. Regrow the mustache. It's November, for Christ's sake. I had to go to a benefit the other night. I can't go in there looking like a molester with my mustache. I had, to, I had like, a homeless beard. My beard's real shitty. Like, it comes in, like, kind of just neck beard and chin strap. So I have to grow the whole thing out to be able to, like, get the mustache going. And I had to go to this uh, – I had to go to a benefit the other night. I couldn't look like a homeless person walking in there. Um, you know, I'll bring it back at some point. It's, you know, I haven't shaved since, like, the other day. It's coming in a little. <laughs> Haxtell doesn't realize that the stare does nothing. You would think he actually show a pulse for once and curse out the ref for a change. I, I don't see what that does. What, what's the point? It's not who he is. Doesn't, there's no – some guys do it one way, some guys do another. I know we would like to see him scream and shit, but – if it's not who he is, what's the point? It'll just come off as fake and forced. Team is too hop, top-heavy, need more depth. Lotera isn't cutting it. However, goal isn't to make playoffs this year. Keep getting top draft picks. Goal is to make the playoffs this year. Goal is absolutely to make the playoffs this year. You don't need top draft picks. You got plenty of draft picks. Plenty of draft. They have two first-round picks already this year. You don't. They have more. They have more prospects than they have spots. They have plenty of prospects. Plenty of assets. You don't need any of that shit anymore. Goal is to. They're they're a bubble playoff team. Goal is to get in. That's who they are. Just have to wonder how long until Hextall brings up Moran, Limblom, etc. Uh, I am penciling Limblom in. I said this the other night. I got to look at the schedule again. Uh, I am penciling Limblom in for December 28th against Florida. They have back-to-backs at Florida, at Tampa. Uh, I am penciling Limblom in for then. Everyone else, I'm. I don't know. How much longer do we have to watch Dale Weiss play hockey? Until they bring up Limblom, I just uh, I think he comes up after Christmas. That's my guess. Um, hopefully he gets relegated to the press box. They send Reed back down. Hopefully they can make something like that work. Buff should get a suspension for the elbow to Wheels' head. Yeah, I didn't like that play. Uh, Flyers skating down, skating around with their heads down way too much, though. I saw way too many guys just run into hits tonight. Way too many guys um, not playing recklessly, just playing carelessly. Uh, weak on the puck, running into hits. I just saw too much. Uh, they need to tighten it up. Tighten it up. Elliot keeps choking. I don't know what you're watching. Thank you for the kind words, Tim Parker. Um, 
just throwing this out there, what do you think of breaking up the honeybees to move Raffle up in the Weiss's spot and move Little Martell slash Awesome Lindblom or Mike Vecchi up to play alongside Lawton and Lear? May help Raffle actually get a point. We can see one of those three are doing well in the AHL. Um, I wouldn't hate it. Raffle's, uh, Raffle's best talent is forechecking. Maybe if you put him um, in a position with some guys uh, – I think the duo that would make the most sense is um, is uh, Patrick and Simmons. Uh, I think Raffle Patrick Simmons could maybe be effective. Uh, get him in on the four check uh, with a couple of bigger bodies who can get to the net in uh, in Patrick and Simmons. Maybe that could be something. But uh, I don't know. That line can't score, but they have a lot of good shifts. They win a lot of shifts. Um, I I just. Yeah, it's it's tough right now because the middle six are giving you nothing. Nothing. Like, literally nothing. Like, it's not hyperbole to say they're giving you nothing. They are actually doing nothing. Um, Laterra is pretty good. Don't be silly. No, he's not. He's not good. He's bad. Uh, I want to see how the Weiss-Patrick-Konechny trio works out when he's healthy. Maybe. Maybe. Um... The Patrick Konechny give and go is something I've wanted to see. Uh, I've wanted to see throughout the year, but I kind of didn't hate Weiss Patrick Simmons tonight. And it's uh, the what was it? Wheel Wheel Philpola Konechny. I like the idea. It's just uh, especially against a uh, especially against such a big big heavy team tonight. I I, I wasn't I w- didn't love it. Phantoms are struggling hard too. Twelve goals allowed the past two games. They have no goaltender. Half the team's been in and out of the lineup. Um, I don't care about what the Phantoms are doing. No, bro, you're wrong. Latera isn't scoring Dynamo, but he's strong on the puck and creative. He's so creative. He's got one assist, man. I know. I know. Let me, Latera, really getting it done out there. He sticks. He was good because he played with Tarasenko, who's one of the five best players in the league. That's it. He's not good. Should be in the AHL. I appreciate Lear's effort, but he's like a deflating balloon flying around without much direction. Yeah, he's uh, he's all speed and very little, uh, very little. You know, I don't. I guess he, you could turn him into a good system player. I like him as a fourth liner. He's not much else. Not much else. Um. Simmons is really hurt. Why can't Haxtell just scratch him until he can actually do something? Great question. Um, they had some offensive injuries, uh, and he and the back end was was hurt too. Simmons is a guy who prides himself on you know, getting himself out there, playing. He's one of the leaders of this team, and it's something we all like about him, but he's not helping right now. He's not getting it done. I wouldn't mind at all seeing him come out just for a couple of nights, just to reset maybe, just maybe just to reset. How much of this is Hackstall's system versus the middle six just not creating offense? Uh, I can't blame the coach when guys just, I mean, it's no one's its no one's system to not score. No one's going out there saying, let's try to win 0-0 tonight. Um, that, it, guys have to go out and make plays. Players make plays. Um, you know, they were scoring a ton to start the year. They started the year on fire. They're scoring a ton of goals. Everyone was contributing. Uh, so was it Hackstall's system holding them back then? No, guys just have to go out and make plays. Uh, how many more games do you think Hack and Hexy let us go without scoring before making roster moves? I don't know. That's a, I, I, I don't understand why they wouldn't at least make one call up. Mike Vecchioni is there. Oscar Lindblom is there. Danique Martell is there. Bring up one. 
if not two or three, bring up one just to see if they can give, like, spark something, just to see if they can give you a, a boost. You know, someone who just comes in and goes, yeah, I'm in the NHL, and they come out with a rocket up their ass for a night or two just to see what they give you. And then if you can find a place in the lineup for them per permanently, great. And if there isn't a permanent spot for them, if they just aren't, you know, if they're not ready, if they're truly not ready, if they're not getting it done, send them back. It's not the end of the world to get sent back to the AHL. It happens all the time. I, I have never understood the reluctance to, uh, well, we can never just send someone back. You know, that's terrible. Why not? Who cares? You bring them back in a couple of weeks and maybe they learn something. Team needs to learn to get themselves together. It doesn't matter who we bring in. We're just adding fuel to a condensed fire. <sighs> as crazy as this sounds, the downfall started when, McNa when McDonald went out. Is he the savior? Um, I don't know about savior. Uh, I will say, I said on Tuesday... I believe the team plays with more poise when he's around, and that is why my push is to make Andrew McDonald the head coach of this team. I want Andrew McDonald to be the head coach of the Philadelphia Flyers. That's all there is to it. I think he's the answer. Do you honestly think Hack deserves the credit for proven ghost? Um, if we're going to blame him, for the stuff that doesn't go well, we have to give credit for the things that do. Teams getting funks. Remember, it was a couple of weeks ago we put up eight goals against the Capitals. I agree. They're, they're in a slump right now, and they have the talent to bounce out of it, but... It's been a while. I mean, this is a prolonged slump. This is 11 games in a row f without a goal from Wayne Simmons, and you can't have that. He's His job is to score goals. They haven't scored. They haven't had a goal from someone other than the uh, than the top line since what? Uh, I can't. What was the date? Today's the 16th. It was the fourth. Uh, one, two, three, four, five games ago since they've had a goal from anyone other than Couturier, Giroud, or Voracek. Uh, it's, it's more than a funk. It's an issue. Um, mustache is definitely better for webcam when I'm six beers deep after a Flyers loss. I need a creepier dude, creepier looking dude to commiserate. All right, I'll see what I can do for you, Phil. What's frustrating is we have been one goal or shutout. With almost every game, it seems like we just can't get a fucking break. They need to make their own breaks. They're missing too many shots. They're passing when they should shoot. It's just execution in the offensive zone more than anything. They just need to get it done. Uh, the first line is getting it done. They were shut out two games, but they come back, and they have two right away tonight. Uh, they're doing uh, – Haxtell needs to, I guess, just tell those guys, do what they're doing. I don't know. I It's, it's an issue. It's definitely an issue. <clears throat> Uh, they basically have the same record as they did last year, 19 games in. And I pretty much expected them, like I've been saying, I expected them to be a uh, a 500 team through the first half of the season because of all the um, because of all the youth that they've injected into the lineup because of the new lines. And I did not expect the top line and this Giroux experiment to click to click as quickly as it did. Uh, I thought Nolan Patrick would start get, getting going in the second half. Thought Hague and Sanheim would be more of a you know off and running in the second half kind of guys. So I expect I still expect this team to make a strong push in the second half. But right now they are giving away points that they should have. They need to be banging when they do get good goaltending, when they do give up two or fewer goals, when they do get two goals in the first five and a half minutes of a game, these are points you need to bank, and they aren't right now. And that's that's going to hurt them when I do believe um, they will be able to make a push in the second half, but they may find themselves in too big of a hole. But I have seen this team make some crazy second-half pushes before. Again, I don't believe them to be a cup contender. I do think that they can make a uh, – 
a nice push in the second half of the season towards the playoffs. Uh, per Sam Karshidi, refs told Hackstall they did not use video to add minutes to Gouda's penalty. Hackstall said he has to take them on their word. Hackstall has to say that. I don't have to believe that a little bit because it's not what happened. It is clearly not what happened. Um, that decision came so late. Uh, it, it would almost be better if the referees were just like, we did, and you saw what happened, and it was a bad play, and we made the right call. Uh, we It looked, you know. In real time, it's hard to make these decisions. We happen to see a replay of it and realize what happened, and we made that decision based on that. It would almost be better if they, even if it's wrong, even if it shouldn't be, uh, even if, you know, I said I have a problem with doing that because, you know, the home arena, if they know that they can influence the referees, they will. They won't show an unflattering replay if if they think, you know, oh, no, we're not going to show that again. We're going to get a penalty for it. Let's show this over and over again so that they get a penalty for what they did. I, I think it's wrong, but I, I wish the referees would just be a little transparent and be like, we blew it in real time, and then we saw what happened and realized we had to make the call we made. I can agree or disagree with the call, but I would rather them just be truthful about it. Um Bill, do you feel continuous OT would be more suitable than a skills competition? Really shouldn't come down to in, an individual player's effort. Listen, I would love continuous overtime. I would love to start um, – I would love to play three-on-three three the entire game. I just – you can only play so much hockey, and it's an 82-game season. You know, you can play over 100 games if you get to the Stanley Cup final. It is a grueling – it is a grueling marathon. I understand they don't want ties. It. I don't love the shootout. Um, three on three has has reduced the number of shootouts. I love three on three. Uh, maybe you can go to seven or eight minutes of that. Uh, it's the shootout is a pain in the ass. But I will say. Like, I love seeing the moves the guys pull out. Uh, it sucks when, you know, it's against the Flyers, and the Flyers tend to lose a lot of shootouts. Um, but when I'm watching two random teams on, like, a Tuesday night, I'm kind of hoping to see a shootout. Like, why wouldn't I want to see what some of these dudes can do with the puck? It's pretty amazing. Some of the moves that uh, Winnipeg pulled out were awesome. Like, Brian Elliott was helpless on the first two. I mean, literally a wall was the only thing that would have stopped the first I mean, like it, awesome it's and it's cool to see that so I, I get why people don't like the skills competition and if you're a Flyers fan you really don't like it because they never win um but how much hockey can you really play like can you ask guys to play 80 minutes can you ask guys to play an 80 minute game like you have back-to-backs and they both go to overtime well I get why it sucks but I also don't see What's the alternative? Just ties? I do want to change the, the standings format. I do really wish, um, you know, a regulation win was worth three points. Because why do you have games that are – why are there some games in the standings that are worth three and some worth two? If you win in regulation, you should be rewarded for that. If you're rewarded for losing in overtime, you should be rewarding for rewarded for winning in regulation. So I, I wish they would change that just to put a little bit more emphasis on teams going all at it, uh, all out for um, all out for a regulation win. I wish that you could somehow stagger the way the uh, points are awarded for regulation, overtime wins, overtime losses, and that kind of stuff. But um, I just I get what the NHL is trying to do was trying to do with the shootout, and I don't think it's feasible to play continuous overtime in the regular season. It's too many games. There's already way too many injuries. Bill, I said it earlier, this team is a pass-first mentality. This is obvious. It is obvious, and it's almost um, 
by design. They really value playmakers. You see that uh, the way they draft, the way they acquire players, they really believe in uh, making the extra pass to, um, to set up the perfect goal, which is nice, especially on like a power play when you have Giroux and Jake and Voracek out there and you have uh, Giroux and Jake and Voracek, Giroux and Jake and Ghost out there and you have Simmons in front to get screens and to deflect pucks and to bury rebounds. You know, okay, but, um, you know, sometimes you just need to shoot it. Sometimes you just need to put it on. Uh, Crazy bounces happen. You know, we lost – uh, the Philadelphia Flyers lost the Stanley Cup final uh, overtime series deciding game because somebody put the puck on net. Put the puck on net sometimes. It works. It works. I'd love to see Wheel Couturier Voracek, Giroux Philpola Simmons. Weiss, Patrick, Konechny, Lear, Lawton, Raffle. I really don't want to break up Couturier and Giroux. I really like those two together. Um, I wouldn't mind swapping out Voracek for Simmons maybe just to give a different look, maybe put Voracek on a different line to get a different line moving, like a um, maybe like a wheel Patrick Voracek kind of thing. But I really don't want to break up Couturier and Giroux at all. Um, Hextall really needs to be ballsy, bring up some guys for a few games. Let's see what happens. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind that at all. I, 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 when your team cannot score, like only one line is scoring, um, I don't understand why you wouldn't at least consider bringing up a couple of a couple of your guys who are making plays in the AHL. It's not like these are, oh, well, they're not, you know, really getting it done. Now. No, they are. They're getting it done down there. Let's see what happens. Just And if it doesn't work, send them back. It's not the end of the world to send someone back to the AHL. More from Sam Carcisi. Uh Perot said Gudis apologized to him in the penalty box. He didn't exactly accept it. It wasn't an accident, he said. He's been known for doing that stuff. I'm sure the league will take care of it. And because of that reaction, they probably will. Um, that's I realize. <laughs> I realize why it's a penalty what, what Gudis did. I just watched the play as a whole and say one person could have prevented it, and his name isn't Radko Gudis. Um... Where would this team be if it wasn't for the top line producing? Yeah, and, that, and that's a real gamble. I, it's something I'm, I got to give Hackstall. Um, I didn't one. I didn't want Drew and Voracek paired anymore. I was kind of just over that. Um, it used to work, and it wasn't anymore. I was kind of done with that. And Couturier is the one C, and Drew moving the wing, and what? Uh, okay, but it worked out, and they have been carrying the offense. Um, this team would be in a lot of trouble if it didn't work. You know, if that line was a bust, if Giroux and Vo- if Giroux was really like steep into his decline, if Voracek was, um, you know, the Voracek of last year, I, I always say we exaggerate the down year Voracek had last year because he led the team in points. Like maybe it's everyone else, but Voracek wasn't great last year. If those two guys had continued to not be um, who they're supposed to be, this team would be in a lot of trouble. And it was a real gamble to think that they were still those guys. Um, on Hackstall's part, and that is one thing. I'll, that's another thing I'll have to give him credit for: is that gamble paid off. Um, you just need more out of the other guys. Does it seem Wheel has been knocking on the door and just can't find that connection? He's made so many close plays. He's due. Uh, yeah, he's. I, I said earlier in the show, 
something that's bothered me about Wheel the last couple nights is he he does put himself in position to make plays. Absolutely, we saw that last year. He just knows for the net, knew how to knew how to get get where he needed to be uh, to make the right play. And still, he's doing that. Um, needs to be stronger on the puck. Just absolutely needs to be stronger on the puck. Can't be so easy to defend. Uh, being in the right place at the right time is great. You know that's half the battle. But you have to you have to make yourself a little tougher to defend. And I don't think he's been doing that. But I saw what he can do last year, and he's a good player. I just, right now, he's not doing what he needs to do. Other than that short span in the first, the Flyers are still in their drought. They're taking plenty of low-percentage shots and can't get much traffic inside. Teams are really taking away the middle of the ice from them right now. Um, you saw it early. Flyers are getting to the middle of the ice. They're scoring goals right away tonight. A uh, couple of goals right there, right on the doorstep. Um, but, yeah, they're definitely still in their drought. That top line is going to put up points. Like, There's a lot of skill there, a lot of just know-how, a lot of hockey IQ, guys who just know how to produce at this level. Um, when you see the whole rest of the team completely unable to find the back of the net, they're absolutely still in their drought. I mean, one line can't carry a team. Craig Button believes Gouda should be suspended 10 games. Who'd have thought this would be a headline on the news feed? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know. Past our power play used to carry us for a couple of seasons lately, though. Clutch power play goals have been hard to come by. We had a chance on the power play to put this game away tonight and failed. Power play does need to be better, um, but I always make the um, I always make the comparison of a uh, of a power hitter. A power play is like a power hitter in baseball. When they're hot, you know Ryan Howard when he got hot a month. He was the offense for a month. But then he'd have those two, three weeks where it was like, dude, are you going to chase every slider in the dirt? Like, if they roll it up to you, are you going to swing? And that's that's kind of how power plays are. They'll finish it around 20%, and, you, you know, they'll have those those 0 for 10s, and then they'll have their 4 for 5s. And you just got to uh, – that's kind of just the way power plays are. Um, the second unit, though – that's when when the power play was really working in the beginning of this season. Uh, it was because they actually had a, a functioning second unit, and they need that again because the first unit can't always do it. That's the thing about the Flyers' power play the last couple of years is the first they're near they're at or around twenty percent without a second unit, without anything from the second unit. So now if they can be the same, if the top unit can keep just doing what it always does, and you get a little bit out of everyone else, but a little getting a little bit out of everyone else is the problem on the power play and at five on five right now. So, you know, that's just the issue with this team as a whole at the point. Uh, Elliot makes next start. I would guess the next game is what Saturday home against Calgary. Then they're off for two days and then they have back to back home and away. Uh, and then it's Thanksgiving. Yeah, I would guess it's, um, I would guess it's Elliott against Calgary, the team he was on last year. Then two days off, I would guess Elliott again against Vancouver, and then Neuvert uh, on Wednesday against uh, in Brooklyn against the Islanders. And then Thanksgiving, and then home against the Islanders for that matinee. So, yeah, I mean, Elliott's the guy right now. They brought Elliott in to be the starter, and he's the guy. Um, All right, guys, I'm going to wrap it up. We're at like 58 minutes. That was a fun one. Uh, not a fun ending to tonight's game, but I always enjoy hanging out with you, chatting it up, uh, talking about the game. When they lose, it's always to have, it's always nice to have someone to talk to. Um, I'd be talking to myself regardless, so it's just nice to be able to talk to you guys after games. Uh, we'll, uh, I'll, I'm Actually, I believe, I believe Steph has Saturday's game, but it might be Kelly. Uh, I'm not 100%. Um, if they text me and say they can't do it, I might end up doing it. Uh, but I'm fairly certain it's either Steph or Kelly for Saturday uh, against Calgary. That is a, what, a 1 o'clock? Yes, a 1 o'clock puck drop. 
uh, Johnny Goudreau in town, so that's always fun. Should be a fun game to watch. Uh, I will, uh, let's see, uh, they are home against Vancouver. I will most, uh, I will in all certainty be back here Tuesday for the Vancouver game. So I will see you all then. Have a great night, everybody. I'm Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation, and I invite you, gentle listener, to join us for the best analysis of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in the business. BGN Radio provides you with the most informative preview shows, and the Kist and Solak show dives deep into all the schemes and X and O details you could ever want. Plus discussions with the industry's brightest minds, including former NFL players and press conferences from the Eagles coaching staff to keep you up to date and informed every step of the way. Subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation today. Fly, Eagles, fly.